Today on another Sports by Fry episode, I'll be doing a bit of a mixed bag. I'll be hitting on the big three, the NBA, the AFL and NFL. It's nearly here. Uh, training camp is underway this week. Probably by the time you're listening to this, uh, a lot of teams will be getting into camp. There's a few uh, teams that start a little bit later, but yes, the NFL season's nearly here. Um, for those of you who are involved in AFL fantasy, um, NFL fantasy is really, really fun. I've been doing it for a couple of years, so I'm going to touch on that a little bit in this episode um, and some things that you can start maybe planning for because the AFL season's only got about a month or five weeks left and then the finals, so the fantasy season's nearly done and dusted. Um, still a bit of a while away until we see some basketball, but... There's still plenty going on this week alone. We saw a couple of pretty massive stories that we'll once again be talking about for a couple of months, much like last off-season. 12-month sport all year round now, the NBA. I need to apologise. A little bit lazy, quite busy. Um, My bad. I didn't get my AFL Fantasy podcast and round wrap-up video done this week, but be back to normal next week. I'll be sitting down with JLo to do my uh, trade video as well. I'm going to be doing a few more podcasts of this variety, a bit of a mixed bag just on the trending topics. I'll try and keep this one brief, but there is a lot that I want to talk about. So uh, yeah, apologies for if you're seeing this and there's a 52 minute audio clip, but I'm going to try and keep it to about half a. But what I really want to do is I want to start a bit of a Q&A and answer a few of your questions. So if you want to ask me a question, you can find me on any form of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now on Snapchat as well. So you can just search sports by fry, or one word, to find that. But enough of me talking crap, let's dig into the episode. So, like I said off the top, I don't really want to take forever to do this, so I'm going to just touch on the biggest topics for each of the sports and a few other things that are going on uh, in the sporting world. I didn't get to do a sit-down with J-Lo as well this week. Um, Our timetable's a bit bit out of whack, so yes, once again, apologies, but should be back to normal this weekend. Uh, But we haven't had time to sit down and discuss perhaps the biggest trade of the last... When's the last superstar for superstar trade? I tried to go back and figure this out when I was writing my article on the DeRozan and Kawhi Leonard deal, but I wasn't able to find it. So, yeah, as we all know now, uh, heartbreakingly, DeMar has been separated from the Raptors. Um, Personally, I can kind of see why Masai Ujiri did it. I mean, DeMar DeRozan was probably the better trade asset out of him and Kyle Lowry, the two all-stars that were formerly competitive. making up the Raptors' backcourt. So I can understand trying to get something for DeMar. And like he said, when you get a chance to get a top five player, you just kind of do it and you don't think about the ramifications to a certain extent, obviously. But yeah, look, I, can, I really see a scenario where it can work out for both sides. History suggests that someone has to be the loser from this trade. Um, and like I said, I, I get it from a Raptors' perspective. I mean, their postseason fails and struggles for the last few years... Really, I mean, basketball is a business, so loyalty aside, they weren't really getting it done. They've been steamrolled a few times by Cleveland, so I would have liked to have seen them have a, a run at the East or try to go through the East um, with LeBron now in LA. But, you know, Philly and Boston aren't going anywhere anytime soon. They seem set to dominate for the next four or five year period at least. So I can kind of get why Toronto pulled the trigger on this Kawhi trade. Really, it's a bit of a win now 
or you know they can really dictate their path from here on out. I think I don't think they can win the title this year, but failing that, um, I don't see a scenario where Kawhi stays. If they go on to win the title or maybe make the NBA Finals or something, Kawhi might be able to recruit someone else in free agency or they can pull a trade with Lowry or other assets. Or let's not rule out the scenario where Toronto even flips Kyle Lowry in a couple of months' time at the trade deadline. So, yeah, there's a few options that they've got there. But, yeah, massive trade. I do feel sorry for DeMar. Um, I was luckily enough, luckily enough, lucky enough to watch him play quite a few times now that I live in Toronto. Um, I was able to, the first game I watched him play, watch him uh, drop 52 on New Year's Eve. So I can say that I saw DeMar score his career high in Toronto, which is kind of dope. Um, I think that he, you know, he has a chance to take another level in San Antonio as well. Let's not rule out that aspect of the trade because, you know, he's a he's an all NBA guy, and really now San Antonio gets to plonk him right next to Lamarcus Aldridge, and it's almost like adding an all NBA guy for nothing because technically they didn't get anything out of Kawhi. Well, technically they got something out of him, but nine games isn't really what you want out of a MVP candidate. So. Yeah, adding DeRozan to a 47, 48-win team or something like that could be really cool for Pop and Co. And they've got a few veteran pieces, as per usual, and a few other bits and bobs. So Lonnie Walker in that backfield with DeJounte Murray and DeMar. There's some pieces in San Antonio. I like it. Hopefully, Chip England can uh, work with DeRozan and develop his three-point shot. I won't be uh, holding my breath, but you never know. Yeah, I think if I was guessing 12 months' time from now, I think Kawhi Leonard will be on the Lakers. It'd be interesting if, um, after all the draft night talk of the Toronto Raptors wanting to try and get Shy. Now, I apologise if it's Shay or Shy. I always mix it up. Shy, I'm going to call Shy for now. Gilgis Alexander, um, they were really in on him and draft night and were trying to trade for a pick in the top 10 or around that lottery mark so that they could try and snap him up. But the Clippers ended up drafting him, so... They could just dangle Kawhi Leonard and, uh, you know, hopefully get SGA back in as a centrepiece of the deal. Yeah, never never say never. Crazy things have happened. Um, he's not an all-NBA dude anymore, and he's not really even an all-star. I think, was he an all-star? No, he wasn't last year. Paul George was a late-in, that's right. So, yeah, and look, he didn't really look like an all-star in Oklahoma. But, yeah, he's no longer a member of the Thunder. He got traded in a Dennis Schroeder deal uh, from memory. It was about four or five days ago, four days ago. But yes, officially he will be signing with Houston for the vet minimum. So he's going to make about $2 million uh, to try and double down with the Warriors and uh, double down with the Warriors, double down with the Rockets and try to outgun the Warriors. I don't really understand their philosophy. Um, I think losing the likes of Ariza and Mbaramute in free agency really hurt them from a defensive wing perspective. So... Yeah, getting mellow just seems like a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a last resort. They didn't really get it done against Golden State in the playoffs. They were right there, but you always felt like Golden State was going to pull it out. Now, if Chris Paul was healthy, we never know. We might be talking about this season very differently, but we do know how the season panned out, so that's what we have to go off. And yeah, Houston, while they were very valiant in that seven-game series, I don't think there was any period of time where you really thought that Houston could win, maybe late in Game 5 until Chris Paul injured himself. So yeah, doubling down by getting mellow and trying to out-shoot the Warriors and out-offense them, I think is just a recipe for disaster. It could work, and it's a, I actually admire the bravery and the ballsiness 
ballsiness, I'm making that a word, admire the ballsiness of the Rockets front office to stick to their strengths. And, you know, they've got Chris Paul and James Harden, who are two of the best ISO scorers, and Capella's probably going to stay, let's be honest. Now that they've got Mello pretty cheap, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't come back. Um, yeah, they could, you know, pour 120, 130 points on any given night, especially with those that variety of weapons. So, yeah, I don't love it. I get, I get it. I don't think Mello would have gone anywhere else. But after what we saw in OKC, he didn't really adapt well to not being the centre of attention. There were murmurs that he was going to go to Miami and try and take on a bigger, more prominent role. But I think for everything to work out, Melo kind of needs to accept the fact that he is 33. He can't go out there and take 25 shots a game for the whole 82 games in a season anymore. He's not the number one guy. He was, but he's not anymore. Hopefully, he can figure that out so we don't see a uh, Dwight Howard 2.0 and Melo bounce around and develop a bit of a late career reputation as a... uh, ring chaser or something of the sorts well he kind of I don't mind ring chasing to a certain extent but yeah develop a bad reputation around the league all right enough basketball talk there's plenty of time to talk about the NBA we're not going to be seeing any relevant basketball for months but the AFL is starting to heat up the uh, ladder is all sorts in flux I remember JLo and I the last time we sat down to do our sit down we were talking about potential top eight Sides and I swear to God, every time I hit refresh on the AFL site, the uh, the ladders change. So the Hawks are rising, the Cats are falling. Yeah, it's all over the shop. Some very interesting uh, games this week will dictate a few things. I'm very interested to see how the Melbourne and Adelaide game pans out. If the Crows lose that, I don't think there's a recipe where they can you know make finals. It would take some serious serious. Uh, What's the word? Luck, willpower, and a bit of, you know, something else to win. I don't think it's going to happen, though. Um, they might beat the Ds, but I don't think they can climb back up. Their last couple of games, of, even though they've won them, I think they might have left their run a little bit late. But, yeah, very interesting matches. Uh, huge to see Collingwood versus Richmond on the MCG. Primetime footy. I will definitely be waking up for the... Uh, what is it? Let me do some quick math. It's like a midnight bounce down, something of the sort. So, yeah, when you're watching that game, uh, Sports by Fry fans, just spare a thought for the fact that I'll be watching it in the middle of the night. But I can't complain. I love the footy, hence the reason that I'm uh, voicing my opinions about the AFL. Very interesting uh, round coming up. And then in the fantasy uh, fantasy realm, we've only got one more week of fixtures before finals begin. So... The season very quickly has just slowly seemed to drag on, but all of a sudden we're right at the pointy end. I did get to do my AFL Fantasy article, um, even though I didn't post a video or a podcast this week, so you can check that out on sportsbyfry.com. Bit of a round wrap-up as I do every week. My team was pretty good, actually, in the AFL Fantasy perspective. I scored 2-2-7-7, a little bit off the pace of some of those really good coaches, but... Shuey was good for me uh, on debut. I was able to bring him in. Uh, who else did I bring in last week? I think I did a downgrade. I can't really remember, to be honest. Um, but this week, I'm really excited, actually. I got a couple of... Uh, oh, that's right. I did. Sorry. I uh, got Nate Freeman on my bench trying to maximise cash so I can maximise points on field. And speaking of points on field, this week, I think I'll be able to get Paddy Cripps, maybe Jack McRae. Maybe Clayton Oliver. Um, if you're listening to this 
as I'm uh, a little bit earlier than I started recording, there was news broke that Clayton Oliver had a bit of a quad issue, left training today. So if you're trading him in, just keep that in mind, especially with team selections coming up in the next couple of days. But yeah, I think I think Paddy Cripps is the one that I want to bring in this week. I really like the look of Carlton's run home. And yeah, look, I, as the AFL um, site said earlier, he might even be a bit of a Brownlow chance. So yeah, Cripp is balling and might be coming into the uh, in the side this week. Speaking of the Brownlow, um, I was a busy man over the weekend and released my Dark Horse article. Even though I didn't get to do video or pod, I was still able to pump out a few articles. So Dark Horse for the 2018 Brownlow. Would have been good if you had to finish that sentence before you cut it off, Rizy. Yes, I uh, put a couple of names down for people who just to, you know, late sniff, late chance to go on a run and maybe poll a few Brownlow votes. Uh, Jack Rewalt's the real left of field one. Just just keep your eye on him. If he has a really big bag of goals in one of the next couple of games, that might push his name into the ring. But, yeah, Cripper, as I mentioned before, he's probably someone that I didn't mention on my article that can be considered a bit of a, you know, roughie. After missing a heap of time through injury, Jack McRae might be another one. But, yeah, check out the article again on uh, the website. Um, yeah, enough about the footy, though. Let's transition quickly to uh, NFL footy. So, like I said, at the lead-off, training camp's underway. Um, thank God, it's been a long layoff. The NFL is one of those seasons, uh, one of those seasons, one of those sports that once you hit a certain period in the calendar, usually after the draft and a few other bits and pieces and the free agency's really done and dusted, about now in the NBA season, once you get to there, it really just dries up for a few months. There's nothing to talk about. So, thank God the uh, NFL's back. Now, some pretty big news broke today that Todd Gurley was signing a massive contract extension with the LA Rams, which was kind of surprising considering we haven't seen a running back been paid in a long time like this. Um, I'm actually kind of constructing a piece that will probably go up tomorrow, maybe the day after, um, a little bit about some of the running backs, in particular Le'Veon Bell, who everyone thought would be the running back that would be getting a big payday, but it was not. It was Todd Gurley from the Rams. Uh, don't mind it from a Rams perspective. They've got a really young core on their offensive side of the ball with Goff. Um, and, yeah, their defense, the defensive additions that they've made this offseason could just pay dividends. They should be a real Super Bowl chance. I'm not super all-in on them, um, but I'll talk a little bit more about that as the season comes closer. But, yeah, huge extension for Gurley. It'll be interesting to see if the floodgates do open now and a couple of other players get contracts. David Johnson... Another halfback from the Cardinals. He's one that a lot of people think is in line for a payday, but it's a bit surprising just quickly as well to see that Todd Gurley got his contract extension before Aaron Donald. Uh, Aaron Donald might be the best player in the NFL period. So, yeah, it doesn't really make sense as to why they haven't paid him yet. Um, Very similar with the Le'Veon Bell Steelers scenario, but he should, I don't understand why he wouldn't, get his payday very soon I would think now just quickly like I said if you do AFL fantasy NFL fantasy is a really good uh, arena to dive in during the dead months of footy so I have been doing it for a couple of years now I do NBA fantasy as well and that kind of keeps my uh, fantasy uh, needs fulfilled throughout the entire year I've played around a little bit early on I use the ESPN site for all of my um, fantasy just FYI um, I've been playing around a little bit, jumping through a few mock drafts, just to get a bit of a feel as to what players I want to try and target. I'll probably be joining a few different leagues. 
Um, so if you are interested, let me know as the season etches closer and we'll uh, jump in a league together. But very interesting to see um, just who's being drafted where. It's yeah, it's it seems weird when I'm going through these mock drafts to see that Des Bryant, uh, the player rankings, sorry, that Des Bryant's still a free agent, which is bizarre. But um, just quickly, I think it's wise to look running back really early, probably with your first pick. Um, of course, this all depends on where you're drafting positionally and who you draft previously with your picks um, for a positional need. But I think taking it back at least with one of your first two picks as wise, and then you can probably get a wide out or at least someone to lead your wide out attack um, in your third or fourth round. If you play PPR, now for those who don't understand, that's points per reception. So basically, um, if you're a wide receiver, for every pass you catch, you get an extra point, which in NFL fantasy is quite um, quite a bonus. So yeah, you can either play PPR or not. I kind of bounce around a couple of them. Usually I don't do PPR. But yeah, for those doing PPR, obviously receivers um, can score a little bit higher. So just keep that in mind for those people who are diving into drafts. A few other things just quickly trending. Um, there's a couple of tight ends that I like and I think it might even be wise to reach and take early, especially Greg Olson. I think he's in for a big year um, with Cam, hopefully, back to full health. Call me a little bit biased. So be it. This is my podcast. But yeah, I think Greg Olson's in for a big year. It'll be very interesting to see how Jimmy Graham goes as well with Green Bay. Uh, Hopefully Aaron Rodgers is fully healthy because that would definitely lead to a couple of touchdowns from Graham, uh, which would make him a huge fantasy choice. So he's someone else that I think it might be a... Reach is a a very tough term to decipher. But yeah, if you wanted to potentially draft him... I think you might have to take him a little bit earlier. He is a popular name, so yeah, I guess reach qualifies. You can reach for him. I think maybe in the seventh round of your draft or sixth round is probably a bit of a reach, but might be worth it. QBs, now I'm always one that doesn't draft a quarterback early. However, I think if you've got a quarterback plan, whether it be I want to get Tom Brady full stop period, I want to get Aaron Rodgers, I don't mind who I get, I want to get someone that suits my buy structure, whatever, Whenever you go into draft night, just make sure you keep that similar mentality. Don't get forced into panicking, especially if you see a run of quarterbacks go. If you've got your eye on someone, then you know draft them where you think's accordingly and obviously have a backup plan in case things go pear-shaped. But I think this is a year that we can wait a little bit on quarterbacks. There's some guys like Andrew Luck, um, Drew Brees, who I don't mind, Jimmy Garoppolo as well, Matt Stafford. They could all be taken you know, outside the top 10 in quarterbacks. So if that is the case, then you can probably wait a little bit on them. But yeah, just a few things to consider. Finally, just for those people who um, are starting to play fantasy, I basically, like I said, I've been playing for four, three or four seasons now. And every season I see that kickers and defences slash special teams um, used to score pretty well. And I don't really understand why people take them with their last two picks, as in, you know, the last, filling it out in your team. But however, I think it does make sense to use um, your last two picks on a kicker and defence. You can interchange them quite easily throughout the season. For example, late last year, I ended up just using the defence that was going up against the Cleveland Browns every week and just dropping the defence and adding it from the waiver wire. Obviously not a uh, the smartest move or the safest move, but... There's plenty of choices out there. It's worth 
using those late, late picks. If you're in a, you know, if you've got 15 on your roster, using that 13th and 12th pick just to try and find a little, uh, little hidden gem that could potentially uh, reap really good benefits. All right, I've managed to do it. I'm hovering around the 20-minute mark. So far, so good. Um, and there's probably not a lot else that I really need to talk about. A couple of shout-outs that, of course, I have to give out. Firstly, I need to give a shout-out to Kevin Love. The man got paid. Um, I don't know if it's a good decision or not. Ask me again in a couple of years. He's got a contract extension with the Cavs for four years and $120 million. Um, and apparently it could be up to... Five years and 145 mil. I don't really understand the full logistics of it, but I do know that Caleb's staying in Cleveland for the foreseeable future. It is nice to know that we're not going to fall straight from LeBron James and making the finals to rock bottom. Um, I think, you know, the quicker you get to rock bottom, as I always say, the quicker you can fast forward your rebuild and return to the top. But in this sense, I actually am glad we're keeping Kevin Love. He's been a good servant to the team, and I'd really, really like to see him potentially. Uh, break out a bit this year and go back to that Minnesota Kevin Love that we all uh, all knew previously before LeBron James uh, put him in his shadow. Another quick shout out. This one goes to Tiger Woods. Even though he didn't get the job done in the back nine, watching uh, him on the weekend was awesome. It's great to see him fit and firing at the Open. Hopefully, he can uh, stay on the on the greens and put these health issues behind him, and maybe even win a couple of majors before he retires. That'd be awesome. So yeah. Good job, Tiger, for keeping uh, keeping us entertained over the weekend. Finally, birthday shout-outs. A uh, couple of interesting characters today, so bear with me. Let me burn through them. We've got Barry Bonds, the very uh, polarising figure from the Major League Baseball world. Kyle Kuzma, who just quietly might be overrated. Don't, uh, don't be surprised if he stinks it up a little bit next year and regresses, especially with uh, LeBron eating up a lot of minutes at forward. But, yeah, he was very hot very early in his career. It would be interesting to see how he pans out. Another big man from the NBA, uh, no longer in the NBA, but a former legend, is Carl the Mailman Malone. Uh, So happy birthday to the Mailman. And finally, last and certainly not least, I have to give a birthday shout-out to J-Lo. Not J-Lo from the podcast, uh, my co-host, unfortunately, but J-Lo, the J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. So happy birthday to that squad. That's it. That wraps up another Sports by Fry pod. Um, Like I said, if you have a question that you want answered, hit me up on the form of social that you desire. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat is now live, like I said, so you can find me on them. Um, Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you dig what you're listening to. You can leave a rating and review on iTunes, always handy. But otherwise, thank you once again for tuning in. Until next time, peace.